Hey, welcome to Only Mr. God Knows, the mini-series that I am doing on the Eurovision to get people hyped. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. It's mostly, most episodes, it's going to be interviews. But for today, it is, uh, it is indeed just me doing my pre-game analysis of the Eurovision, uh, like I did uh, last year. And yeah, I think, I think, you know, we're just going to get into it because it's it's me talking about Eurovision. I, I, I've got five pages of notes. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> All right. Let's start with some notes about the competition this year. For people who don't know, I get really into this. And this is all to say that we will be doing alternative commentary where you can watch along with us um, on 13th of May, uh, 8 p.m. German time at twitch.tv forward slash corner spady. And we will be doing it like we did last year and the year before. It's a lot of fun. Uh, people who remember the ones last year will remember that. You can also see clips from... I don't think we saved any of the clips from the one last year, but we did save the 2021 clips. So you can see that on the Twitch channel if you want to get a, like, a feel for it. Uh, and yeah, there'll be things going on the Discord and stuff like that. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, so I hope you can join us for that. Now, for those who don't know, let's go through some rudimentary facts. Eurovision is three nights, two semifinals on the Tuesday and Thursday, and then a final on the Saturday on the 13th of May. This year it's being held in Liverpool. Ukraine was last year's winner, but they can't host it this year, so second place, the UK, will be hosting it, and they chose Liverpool. So there are 37 songs in total this year. In the final, there will only be 26. Um, 10 survive from uh, each from each semifinal with six automatically going through to the final. We'll talk about that later. Uh, recurring themes. There's some anti-war uh, recurring themes, some kind of like Ukrainian solidarity recurring themes. Um, a fair amount of rock this year. And I'm, I'm positing that's because it's in Liverpool. And I think the association that Europe has with Liverpool is exclusively the Beatles. And probably just that. Uh, countries not returning this year. Bulgaria, Montenegro, and Hungary will not be coming back this year. Uh, Russia and Belarus are still banned. <laughs> for people in the know. You do that. Um, I will also say that I think this year the entries, the caliber of the entries this year is a lot better than last year. And that's causing some problems for me in terms of predictions uh, and making me very unsure of myself, but in general, I think it's a lot better this year. Um, <clears throat> now, there are some things that we need to talk about uh, that are different for this year. We have um, pretty substantial-ish voting changes uh, this year. Uh, for the semifinals, but not the final, uh, the semifinals will be exclusively televote i should explain this a little bit um the points that you get in the final half of them come from a jury and every country has its own jury they're all kind of music industry professionals there's a whole lot of corruption in the juries because um last year in particular there was like there was vote swapping and some juries had their votes scrapped like on the 11th fucking hour 
Um, and then there's also the public vote, which is where you get the other half the points. And every country has their own public vote, and every country has their own jury. You can't uh, vote for your own country, and your country's jury does not assess your country's entry. It's pretty straightforward. However, uh, unlike previous years, there is not going to be any juries for the semifinals. They will cast their score uh, um, for the semifinals, but those will only be used if the televote for some reason fails. Um, Or if you can't provide a televote. San Marino. For anyone who doesn't know, San Marino is so tiny, there is no way to know if a call is coming from San Marino or Italy. They have always fudged their televote. There's there's no such thing as the San Marino televote. Uh, the other big change this year is there is now a rest of the world vote. Uh, it'll be purely online. You have to like prove your identity with uh, um, your credit card, and that limits the amount of votes you have. So if you have multiple credit cards, you get multiple votes, I guess. But... Um, yeah, that's 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 how they're doing it, and um, yeah, so there will now be no. There's no rest of the world jury, but there is going to be a rest of the world televote. So there will be points added from uh, America, Japan, China, wherever. Um, so yeah, I will need to re-explain my theory for understanding the Eurovision audience. And it is a theory that I have very much called the the fuckable grandson theory. Some people might be familiar with this, but basically there are there are two audiences to Eurovision, particularly the final, that are somewhat in competition with each other. Uh, the fuckable wing are those who um, enjoy Eurovision through uh, uh, parties they have with friends, semi-ironic view- viewings. Uh, watching it in like some sort of public uh, space, like a bar or club or whatever. Um, then we have the grandson wing, which is the people who are kind of watching at home, uh, um, probably skew a lot older than the fuckable wing, probably, if we're being honest, skew a bit more towards being straight. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is... My kind of theory is you don't you, you can't really win Eurovision without appealing to both. And I call this the fuckable grandson because it's kind of the joke that you need like the very attractive the very attractive young man in his like early to mid twenties who also looks like he would be a good grandson, that he would, you know, call and write and be in touch and would be very sweet and listen to your stories. <laughs> it's mostly a joke, but it's it, it's these two kind of audiences in clash with each other. Another way of thinking about this divide is one half of the audience is watching the Eurovision final because their plans fell through, because they have nothing better to do. If you offered them something, like it's their friend's birthday or uh, uh, um, families coming to visit, whatever they're kind of like the ones that would jump at another opportunity to do something else. And that's your grandson wing. And then the fuckable wing is, the plan is watching your vision. <laughs> um, that is what I am doing tonight. So, yeah. And this kind of makes up your audience vote 
they're kind of in competition with each other. I find it's very interesting that dynamic. Um, I think it's I think it's kind of taken for granted by younger people, people maybe more in Western Europe, that um, this is a very um, this is a very LGBT. This is a very queer and gay competition. Um, whereas I think there are people still. Uh, in Eastern Europe, probably as, as well as just like old people in the countryside in Western Europe as well, who just watch this on the TV, thinking, "Oh, yeah, this is the straightest shit in the world." Um, so it's interesting that both these people are involved. Um, and then, of course, like I said, we have the juries, um, and your song kind of has to appeal to them. I'm my working theory on how there will be no juries in the semifinals is. In the semifinals, it will be 100% the fuckable wing of the fuckable grandson theory. Um, the the grandson part, the fuckable grandson theory, I think are less likely to watch the semifinals. Um, so I think it will be... We're basically getting the fuckable wings, uh, um, you know, pick. They get first choice. And then, then in the semifinal, the juries are allowed back in. The grandson wing is allowed back in. And... Yeah. Um so yeah, without further ado, let's go through let's go through the songs. Let's go through what is happening this year, Eurovision 2023. I'm going to be playing little clips from these songs and I'll talk about them um and I'll going through these in order of when you'll likely hear them. Um so because we have the we have the running order for the semifinals and some of the final songs. All right. <clears throat> Semi-final one is an interesting, is an interesting one, and it's been it's been hard for me to kind of like predict because it's. I jokingly wrote in my notes all killer no filler. That's that's gonna lie. There's some duds in here, but there, <laughs> a lot of the favorites this year are in semi-final one, and only of. Of the top 10 bookies' favorites at the moment, only one of them is coming from semifinal two. Um, which makes it very like there's a lot of there's a lot of songs in the semifinal one that I'm like, definitely getting through. And then there's some duds that I'm just like, you're definitely not making it through. And then there's just this squishy middle. I'm just like, I do not know what to do with you. So first running order, we have Norway. This is Alessandra's Queen of Kings, sung in English. Gives me real fucking um, the Wellerman remix vibes, that song that was kind of popular on TikTok. <laughs> um, this is a song that is set to do quite well. I believe it's fourth favorite overall in the bookies and is uh, definitely appealing to the fuckable, li- uh, uh, fuckable side of the audience. Um, any song that has the line 
Queen of the Kings is going to be... Yeah, absolutely. You kidding me? <laughs> um, for me, personally, it's a bit meh. Uh, um, kind of like the song doesn't really... like The clip I showed you, that's pretty much the whole song. Um, it's a certified chair wiggler. She's very competent. She can dance. She can sing. She's going to have very good backup dancers. Um, we saw that at like Melody Grand Prix, the, the, the Norwegian uh, national selection. Um, it's also worth pointing out that countries get randomly assigned which semifinal they'll be in and they'll get randomly assigned which half they get to be in but then uh, the producers do choose the order after that and this is based on things of like making an interesting show and what's going to be happening on stage do we need time to take shit down um so they try to work with that you can kind of get an indication like if you're for example if your song is right before the break in the in the semi-final probably means you have a lot of shit going on on stage that needs time to get taken down um and what i think what's pretty obvious here is the producers obviously know that this song is going to be a hit it's going to be a banger it's on first it's grabbing attention um so yeah then we have second in the running order of semi-final one malta I feel in my sweater. Yeah, all right, the busker. Dance, brackets, our own party, end brackets, song in English. I think this song is a bit of fun. <laughs> I genuinely do. Um, it's not set to do well. And for anyone who doesn't know, being second in the running order is considered um, a death sentence, basically. It's been like five years since anything that came second in a running order of either semifinal has made it to the final. Um... I think I think the producers know this. <laughs> I don't know the under, I don't understand the logic of it. Um I think the idea is the opening song makes an impression, but by the end of the night when you're asked to vote, you've kind of forgotten about what comes like second and third. Um Yeah. I looked at the live performance of this. It's also pretty good. I'm not really understanding why people are down in the dumps about it and, and its chances. If I'm looking for a critique, it has like a really kind of dull bridge uh um that i i I don't know what they're going to do with like this is definitely a song that will be a hundred percent dependent on what the staging is going to be i think the maltese government has basically said they're going to sink some more money in this compared to what they showed at the uh, national selection competition in 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 malta so i think this is a bit of a dark horse i think it i think it could qualify it won't do well in the final but it could qualify (laughs) um I think this song for me is definitely like the squishy middle that I was talking about earlier. Um, This also kind of gets me into a topic I kind of want to talk about, which is the language thing that happens all the time. I'm saying what language everything is in for people who don't know. And yeah, I'm I'm drawing attention to it, but people are like, there's there's an opinion kind of said about Eurovision all the time that like, oh, I wish there was more like not English. Um, And I'm just like, look, Everyone kind of listens to English music, or a lot of people listen to English music, and it's 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 just how you're going to win. 
uh it's like asking like oh i wish politicians didn't lie and it's just like well they're gonna <laughs> you kind of have to do it with that uh why would why would they why would they not um but what i think is probably the more interesting discussion is there's been a lot of eurovision in the past where a lot of songs are just various swedish songwriters all fighting each other <laughs> like yeah it's the it's the maltese entry but it's written by jorg borgensen and like and it's up against a serbian song that was written by borg jorgensen and it's like that that i feel like is more the kind of like underbelly here and what i appreciate about malta is this is like 100 percent a maltese song um in the sense of like maltese performers which you know that's not rare but like the songwriters are all like 100 percent maltese for example the norwegian entry norwegian songwriters but also italian songwriters um yeah for anyone who kind of like pays attention a little bit behind the scenes of the eurovision it, it can become a bit of a there's like some heavyweight songwriters that are kind of coveted and they're kind of the ones duking it out behind the scenes and yeah be interesting to see more just like hiring from within your country within your well not within your country but i guess within your industry like the maltese music industry yeah anyway next we have serbia hello game over Yes. All right. Luke Black with Samomi se Sprava. It is in Serbian and English. Samomi se Sprava, I think, means something along the lines of, like, let me sleep uh, um, or put me to sleep. Can't quite remember. Uh, no, Sprava means. I think that's the part that means sleep. Nope. I shouldn't act confidently at all with Serbian. <laughs> um. This one was weird. I was like, okay, this is a this is a definite dub when I first heard it. I was like, this is weird fucking gamer music. Uh um Yeah, there's 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 definitely gotta be an epilepsy <laughs> warning on the music video <laughs> that is, is not there. Um but yeah, it it's yeah. However, it's in the squishy middle. <laughs> I've seen a lot of reactions. Uh, um one of the things is the the fuckable audience the fuckable wing of the audience is quite predictable you just kind of like deep dive into the eurovision blogs and the eurovision youtube channels and reaction channels and stuff and those are all kind of like being run by the fuckable wing the people who really care about this shit and will be having huge parties on the night of and if you want to know how they're feeling about things it's very easy to find out the grandson wing, complete mystery. They're not even online. They probably have a Pinterest account. I don't know what the fuck's happening with them. Anyway, the Serbian entry is doing well with the fuckable wing of the audience, and I'm kind of curious. I think Serbia has decided that after Konstratka uh, in, in Corpore Sano last year, wonderful song, brilliant song, um, that they're kind of going to be, like, Serbia's thing is going to be, like, you know, kind of dark with a message. Um, and this is, the song is about, like, this is the grill pill song. This is like the, the world is awful. I just want to be numb to it all song. And that's super interesting. 
Um, yeah. It's it's in the squishy middle. It might qualify. It might not. Third place in the running order is also not a great place to be. But, um, yeah. And now we get to Latvia. Yep, this is Lafia Sudden Lights with the song Aya, um, which I have been told it's mostly in English, apart from the song title, which is said towards the end of the song Aya, which I, is the uh, Latvian for like hush, uh, like the equivalent of hush. Um, I like this song a lot. <laughs> this is this is something I would listen to in my spare time, which means it's going to eat shit <laughs> and it's going to die in its fucking ass. Um, it, it definitely appeals to the um, dad Kieran cries at the end of fucking Toy Story Four, Kieran, uh, uh, um, because the song is written to be a lullaby. Um, he says, you know, he says the word lullaby in the chorus. Um, and similar to the theme of the last song, it is about, um, trying to help someone sleep when something awful is going on. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going to do like bookies have this eating shit. I wanted to do well, but it's, it's, it's probably not going to qualify. It's not going to come dead last in the semifinal. Um, but it, it's it's not making it through, I don't think. I'd like it to. Um, if anyone's out there is looking for a soundtrack song of, like, a song to play when something bad is happening to, like, the protagonist's kid, I think this is this is the song. This is what that makes me feel. It just makes me feel really sad and somber and, like, that something's not working out with a kid. It, it's it's a lullaby. It's, it's really beautiful, I think. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not making it through. And next, fifth in the running order, we've got Portugal. All right, yeah, this is Mimi Cat's I Curaçao, um, I believe. It's Portuguese. The song is in Portuguese. Um, this is this is the I'm getting I'm getting turned in the opening scene of a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> um I'm I think it's fun. I like it. Um it's another one of these squishy middle of I really don't know what to call. Um it's a lot of fun in my opinion. It's popular with the fuckable wing um of the audience. Um and I think it would do quite well with the grandson crowd as well, but it, it just might make it through. Because I, I think this might be a real... Bucky's Abbott straddling the line. I think this might be a real victim of 
a lot of the hits are in uh, um are in this semi-final but we don't have to worry about that with the next entry because we have ireland That's an, that's enough of that. Um, this is Wild Youth. We are one song in English. It's like a soundtrack to a two thousands like mobile phone commercial. Like I'm particularly thinking of O two for anyone in Ireland, or the UK. Anyway, um, this is probably going to come dead last. Uh, it's between this and San Marino, who's in the other semi final. Um, for overall dead last, like least amount of points um, in the whole competition. This is probably coming dead last on the night. Um, I haven't been happy with Ireland's entries since fucking Jedward. All right, next we have a song that's grabbed a lot of attention, Croatia's entry. Mama, This is the band Let Three with the song Mama Ch. 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 <laughs> song in Croatian. Um, you probably would need to see the music video to understand why this song has grabbed some attention. Um, yeah. The song is very much skirting the political rules. Um probably do a whole episode talking about like the, like the political rule of eurovision and how it's often been broken but the uh you're not meant to do politics but this is definitely like a i would say fuck putin song um i think it's ungenerous to say i think it's very kind of mean to say it's a fuck russia song um because one of the lines is mama married a uh, mama married an idiot and it's very clear that they're basically talking about Putin of that sense. I, I should explain. The title, Mama Ch, Ch, Ch. This, this is the S with the little pointy arrow over it and the C with the little pointy arrow. It. So you're meant to be doing like S-H-C-H immediately after each other. Ch. Um, so, which is hard to do if you don't really know how to do it. Um, I have, the only explanation I have found for this title of the song that makes any fucking sense to me uh, and tracks with the rest of the theme of the song is that Shich is referring to a Cyrillic letter uh, that kind of looks like the W with the little tail on it, like the squared W, like an E on its side with a little tail on it. Um, and that Cyrillic character makes the Shich sound, um, but and it makes that sound in Russian, and it's specifically used in the Russian Cyrillic. Uh, alphabet it's not using the serbian cyrillic alphabet which maybe creations would be a bit more familiar with um and like 
the same character exists in Bulgarian, I've been told, but it's like more of a shta sound. Anyway. <laughs> um, and so basically they're, they're saying Mama's Ch. They're basically, the title of the song, they're saying Mother Russia. Um, everything else about the song really indicates that they're talking about Russia. Um, there's references to a tractor, which is supposedly references to um, Putin getting a tractor for his birthday from Lukashenko. And there's also the line of uh, um, Mama married a psychopath, I think is the line originally, psychopath. And then the following line is Mama, I'm going to war. Um, it's about Russia. <laughs> but I, I think it does make a very kind of like decent d distinction between like Russians are okay. It's a, it's a problem with Putin. I, I That's the bare minimum. <laughs> Fucking God damn it. Um, how the song do? I think it will qualify. Um, there's rumors about that they're actually going to have tractors and rockets on stage, like an actual tractor, not actual rockets. Um, so there's going to be a lot of theatrics. And um, we are seven out of 15, 16 in the, in the semifinal. So we are definitely looking at like, this could be the moment where they put the break because... So this song is likely, it's more likely the song that comes next to have some sort of big staging. I'm not sure it will do well in the final. Uh, I think it's a little too weird. I think the song is not good enough. Um, it's been very rare that message alone has been successful, even if like the audience like agrees or likes the message. Um, I've never really seen an example of that. Like Constraca last year did very well, but the song was well put together. I'm thinking of like, Montenegro's entry a couple of years ago, Euro Nero or something like that. I can't remember the name. It was very kind of like anti-ECB um, as a song, but it was a terrible song and it did not do well. Anyway, that leads us next to Switzerland. I don't want to be a soldier, soldier. I don't want to have to play with real blood. We ain't playing now. Can't turn Just body bags that we've become. This is Remo Forer, Water Gun, song in English. Very obviously an anti-war song. Very obviously. <laughs> um, one of my preferred ballads this year, uh, but this is definitely another squishy middle song, possibly not making it through. And number nine, we get to Israel. All right. Noah Kirel, Unicorn. Song predominantly in English, some Hebrew in there. Um, 
Sad to say, this is a banger. <laughs> I recommend watching the music video. Um, it's very well produced, and the reason is because she's a very established pop star. Um, she's won some MTV Europe awards, uh, was the in the IDF's military band, which I guess is a thing. Um, she's opened for Miss Universe once. Um, so I don't think there's really any question of her ability to perform this. Um, she could probably dance. Um, she shows off some dancing in the music video, although it's like with very controlled camera. So I don't know how well that will translate to on stage. But like I said, she's performed live in big venues and concerts and stuff before. So she's probably going to be fine. Um, definitely guaranteed to qualify. This is one of the bangers. Um, this is going to be sixth overall with the bookies in the whole competition. This is, we're probably looking at like top 10 on the night of the final. Um, yeah. It's some criticism of it is that the song's a little bit all over the place and there's different parts. Like you heard there, this kind of like very melodic chorus, and then the feminine, feminine, feminine al uh, kind of like breakdown. Um, for people making those criticisms, by God, open your fucking repertoire to music that changes a little bit. Um, it's, it's kind of really sad to hear. Um, to be fair, a lot of songs are kind of like that Norway entry earlier where it's a bit just like the same, showing off some talent, having a decent hook. And I'm kind of curious to see how a song that changes a lot in an effort to grab attention works as a strategy. Um, but yeah. Next, we have Moldova. This is Pasha Parfeni's Swarele Shiluna, song in Romanian, means sun and moon. Um, he is a Eurovision alum. I think it will, not much to say here. You heard the song, it's kind of its vibe. Um, staging will probably be a good bit of fun. Moldova's good at that. Uh, I think it will qualify probably right-hand side of the board in the night of the final. And then we get to 11th in the running order, Sweden. Song in English, this is Lorene's Tattoo. My first note, my instant reaction was, a lot of passion, fuck. <laughs> so, Lorene is an alum. She won before with the song Euphoria, which is a very good song. And this, this is the uh, bookie's favorite at the moment for the whole competition. Definitely going to qualify uh, number one with the bookies at the moment. Uh, thus, as people who don't know, will then make Sweden tied with Ireland for most wins of Eurovision. 
and I just, I can't let that happen. <laughs> I simply, look, obviously the momentum is with Sweden, right? The, the final for their national selection was in a venue with a larger capacity than where the Eurovision is going to be held. And it was, it was sold out. <laughs> it was sold out in Sweden. Um, they just, they, they really just want it more. Um, so yeah, this is the likely winner. Um, it's pretty high chances that it's going to win. I personally don't think it's a guarantee and maybe that's wishful thinking, but there's some upsets. Um, so like I said, in the semifinals, it's going to be public vote only, no juries. And currently the prediction is that another song is actually going to win the, uh, uh, um, the, this semifinal just with like public votes alone. Now we obviously won't know the scores of these things until after the final final because they don't release the the scores. They just tell you who's qualified so you don't get any biases. Um, you know, it's good. So it depends on how much the fans just prefer that song to this one. And the I've heard some reactions from the fuckable crowd. They're just like, the song is maybe a bit more of a downer compared to Euphoria. Euphoria just like, was being more if uplifting, whereas like tattoo was a bit is just a bit somber and it's maybe not gonna work as well as Euphoria. Who knows? And the other thing is that she's in the final in Sweden, um, where this recording comes from, she is dancing between two concrete slabs, like one above or one like that she's dancing on. Uh, and we've heard reports that these concrete slabs are too big to transport and have in the Liverpool venue. So yeah uh that could ruin the staging but that's very slim chance it's probably gonna win anyway next in the running order azerbaijan Shut up, shut up, shut up, fuck you. Um, the opening of this music video gave me fucking psychic damage um, with the weird, like, voicemail thing it opens with. Yeah. This is Turl Turan X, it's the name of the group, called Tell Me More. It won't qualify. And that's, that's good. <laughs> Next, in the running order, we have the Czech Republic. So this is Vesna with My Sister's Crown, song in English, Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian. Um, very straightforward. Uh, the song My Sister's Crown is uh, is a Ukrainian solidarity song. My Sister's Crown basically translates to Ukrainian sovereignty. <laughs> it's basically what the title means, and very clearly. Um, it's... It's one of my favorites this year. I quite like this song. Um, I I think the music video is very good. 
I recommend watching the music video. The the six people in the band all just kind of like singing that chorus in unison is just very powerful. And I hope it translates on stage. Um, currently seventh favorite with the Bucky's. Definitely going to qualify. Um, the, the, the visuals in the music video are so fucking good. It's some fucking Kingdom Hearts shit. There's a bunch of guys in like purple suits with purple lipstick. And I just want to fucking hit them with my keyblade. I just want to go in there and start going like, Viraga! And just like fucking start start fucking doing shit i want donald duck to fucking throw a goddamn thunderbolt spell and fight with these girls in their costumes because their costumes are fucking great they look like they look like goddamn uh, um sandman characters um yeah i think it's great i like it um yeah next we have the netherlands I, i'm sorry I'm- That's Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper. Burning Daylight, sung in English. Boring. Netherlands, don't send a bummer to Eurovision Channel t- Challenge 2023. God damn it. Um, it's in the gooey middle, straddling the line. I don't know how it's going to do. I really don't know how any of the people in, the, in, in the, any of the songs in the gooey middle, like, you know, Czech Republic definitely going in, Azerbaijan definitely not. Yeah. And then we get to the final song of the night. Absolute banger. Finland. This is Karia with Cha Cha Cha, uh, um, sung in Finnish. Um, the song is about is <laughs> very literal song. Well, not really. There's I guess there's one extended metaphor, but the the song is about a guy having uh, um, trying to unwind at the end of a long week of work and taking to alcohol. And the change in the song from aggressive and chugging guitar to the kind of like Eurodance chorus is him getting drunk and opening up and getting rid of his social anxiety and getting a little bit of liquid courage. Uh, uh, um, so, yeah, like the, the one of the lines, I think, is something about like the icy exter- exterior, you know, so like loneliness, social anxiety, isolation, alcoholism, Finland, baby, let's go. So, <laughs> I really like this song. Gives me a lot of like, kind of like a hundred gex kind of vibe. To be perfectly honest, of like mixing the kind of like chugging guitars and like growling and kind of very obvious like rock and metal elements with that kind of like euro dance sweet and soft chorus. Um, definitely qualifying. The upset I mentioned earlier with Sweden. This is it. This is set to win semifinal one with the purely televote vote. Um, so basically. Bookies are basically saying that Sweden is going to get through with the juries. 
Um, and the juries are just kind of like harder to predict. So who knows? Um, currently, overall, with juries, with televote, second favorite to win. And that leads us to semi-final two, which, because, like I said, four, four out of the top 10 in the overall competition, which is Finland, Sweden, Norway, and Czech Republic. No, sorry, five out of the top 10, and Israel um, are in semi-final one, Semi-final two is kind of full of duds. <laughs> Songs that are not set to do well. And I think a lot of the right side of the uh, board at the end of the night of the final is going to come from here. Um, so, first in the running order is Denmark. Goodbye to the start. Better still be falling apart. I'm not scared to love you. But I'm scared of breaking my heart. If we click back to the start. This is Riley with Breaking My Heart, sung in English. My TikTok Faroese son has feelings and he's expressing himself, and anyone who says that's wrong will have to go through me, goddammit. Um, I need you guys to look at this music video. He made it himself, which, kudos. Um, I need you to look at the music video because how the hell is this fucker 25? He looks eight. He looks like he's 12 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Bookies have this, like, not qualifying, uh, very close to straddling the line. Uh, and they've had it not qualifying for a while. It hasn't really changed, even with the running order, even with the producers putting them first. Um, I don't know. I think this is a possible dark ho- dark horse for qualifying. No chance of winning. Absolutely not. But, you know, um, for qualifying to the final, dark horse, Denmark. That's what I'm, I'm putting my money down there now. And it's not because um, I have adopted this man as my son. <laughs> Anyway, next is Armenia. I'm MC Armenia and I'm here to say that was Brunette with Future Lover, a song in English and also there's some, not in the clip, in Armenian. Um, They are definitely trying to kill the curse of the second place because they are putting this in the second running order, which is usually, like I said, a death sentence. But this is set to do quite well. It will probably qualify its 11th favorite overall competition. Um, I think it's like one of the... uh, Well, I guess apart from Sweden, this is like the favorite ballot. Um, Yeah, I don't personally dig it, but I recognize that this is very competent and it's going to do well. Next, we have... Next, we have Romania. Next 
That was Theodore Andre with DGT or Degade. Uh, um, as you already heard there, song in Romanian and English. Um, there's a like make love not war kind of reveal in his staging from the live performance that we've seen so far. Although we do know that the staging is going to be reworked because mostly it's a bunch of quote unquote sexy magic tricks. Um, it's very weird. Um, it's really bad <laughs> and it probably won't qualify. Um, yeah. I've heard rumors that he's like, he personally is just working his ass off to work on the staging and Romania as a state, the national broadcaster is going to invest a lot of money to change the staging quite radically. So it could pull it out of the bag, but I don't, I don't think so. Next we have Estonia. There is always time to get back on track. Tearing down the wall slowly every step. Now I see myself building up a world of rages. You will find a way to begin again. No more time to waste or to play pretend. Now I see myself. That is Alika Bridges' song in English. I think it's boring. I don't like it. It will probably qualify. Um, real chance that it could come last in the final. Not last overall, but last in the final. Um, so yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Ballads suck. <laughs> anyway, next we've got Belgium. This is Gustav with Because of You, song in English. It is 90s as all hell. They know it's 90s as all hell. They have the like, oh, hey, oh, hey, break in the background there. You can hear it a little bit more in the actual like full song. Uh, um, it's, <laughs> um, I, I, it's very fun. The music video is great. It's definitely doing very 90s. It's all shot in black and white, kind of reminiscent of things like uh, um, Scatman and even Vogue by Madonna uh, and th- you know, that second part is very important because this is definitely 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 appealing to the fuckable side of the audience um, I can definitely see this be like a overall Eurovision slow burn um, that will be played at like Eurovision parties the kind of like shows that they have leading up to the actual competition in other cities in in, in Liverpool itself or like with the host city itself uh, I think it will do well kind of like aftermarket or whatever after the show. But uh, bookies don't have a qualifying. Um, based on the staging I've seen the live performance so far, they really need to bring something better. Um, I think they're capable of doing it. Like The dancers they have in the music video are really great. Like, bring them. Um, just just turn, turn it the fuck up. Like, get it more... Just do it more. <laughs> uh, uh, don't don't be afraid to let your freak fly fly, Belgium. Just do it more. Don't pussyfoot this shit. Anyway, after Belgium, we have Cyprus. Can't break a broken heart. You 
This is Andrew Lambrow, Break a Broken Heart. A song in English. We have found Cyprus's prettiest man. The prettiest Cypriot has been found. And we put him on a song. And he's got a lot of Insta follows. (laughs) So that might turn into something. Um, I think it's a bit mid. Uh, I don't think it will make it. But then again, this like semifinal is really filled with a lot of duds. So uh, if it makes it, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, this is a very competent song. Uh, and yeah, Bucky's disagree with me. They, they think we'll make it. So, yeah. Uh, next, we have Iceland. This is Dilia Power, sung in English. Powerful vocals, she's a great singer. Very dated. Dated staging, dated song, kind of boring. It's going to get lost in the sauce. Won't qualify. It's my prediction. Next, we have Greece with a guy who is younger than the Danish guy, but looks significantly older. It's weird. Well, you know what they say. Right, so this is Victor Vernikos with What They Say, sung in English. I kind of forgot about this song, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um yeah when i did the the first listen through the first pass i i did not remember it at all um it might qualify i'm leading towards no though and ninth on the semi-final tonight we get poland If you ever want your son to fuck me again, you will send me to the Eurovision. I'll explain that in a second. This is Blanca, solo, sung in English. Um, I We've often espoused the opinion on this podcast that the corruptions of the Eurovision... Uh, uh, the, the corruption of the juries of the Eurovision uh, is just insane. Uh, we saw that really manifest last year. Uh, but... <laughs> um, if you think the Eurovision juries are bad, whoo, wait until you he- see the national selection juries. Um, so Poland is pissed that this got selected. Um, she didn't do a good job in the national selection process. There was a lot of questions about the televote and how it was working. The one of the jurors is like her manager or like, owns the record label she's with the other juror is like is like her kind of father-in-law like her boyfriend's dad um and also 
he was sitting with her on the night and like the, the, the footage of her with him when they like announced her as the winner or like when they were kind of like doing the like long pause of like who's it going to be who's going to represent Poland in the Eurovision 2023 and it's just like I have your son you're going to let me go to Eurovision because I have your son <laughs> It's also worth pointing out that what I played you there is the studio recording of the song, which I think is quite fun, or whatever. Um, but she, live, shat the bed. Absolutely shat the bed. Um, yeah. Poland relies a lot on the, the diaspora to vote for it. Uh, there's a lot of Polish people in other countries in Europe that would vote for it. And I'm not entirely sure if the story... Uh, this understanding of Blanca and the corruption of the Polish selection is understood uh, uh, um, outside of Poland, even by other Polish people. So we'll 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 see how it plays out. Um, Bookies are saying it won't qualify, and I'm saying wild one of my predictions. Fuck it, it will qualify, and for the sole reason that we don't have a lot of horny uh, um, songs this year. This is basically it. This is the horny song. Maybe Israel. She's got abs for days, the Israeli entry. But uh, um, yeah, you'll see, if you watch the music video for Solo by Blanca, she's showing you a lot of her ass. And um, I don't know. It might be a very straight horniness and that might work against it. But yeah. Anyway, fuck it. I think it will qualify due to horniness. Next, <laughs> we've got Slovenia. We found Lubyanya's most fuckable grandsons to make eyes at your grandmother late at night in May. They are going to perform Landfill Indie in the year 2023. This is Joker out with Carpe Diem, sung in Slovene. Um, it's going to qualify. It's really competently well done. Uh, the music video is a bit of fun as well. Uh, if you've seen the music video and you haven't seen a live performance, I recommend you watch the live performance because I cannot stress enough how much these four young men are just making eyes making eyes at your grandmother watching the Eurovision. <laughs> and they they look like good boys. They look like good boys. Anyway, here's Georgia. This is Iru with the song Echo, sung in English. They made the song in like a month, <laughs> um, which is very fun because it's doing quite well uh, in the polls and uh, in like the bookies and stuff, uh, even though they just kind of like pulled the song out of their ass. And uh, yeah, uh, there's some there's some Kingdom Hearts shit going on in the music video. It's kind of fun to look at. And it's wondering if they'll be able to bring that on stage. I don't know. Uh, but this definitely qualifies, I think. Uh, this is This is... This is definitely going going through. Next, we have San Marino, which is always fun because they always send like a um, the musical embodiment of a public private like public procurement scam. 
Uh, so yeah, San Marino. Come with me, I can smell you like an animal. Ah, sir, back away. I need an adult. Jesus Christ. Anyway, this is Peaked Jacks with Like an Animal, sung in English. Contender for dead last. Dead last. Will definitely be last in this final. It's between this and Ireland for dead last in the competition overall. Um, San Marino has no fucking money. Ireland has a very condescending view towards Eurovision. We think we're kind of above it, but yet we can't, like, produce anything halfway decent. It's dumb. It's really fucking dumb. But here we are. Anyway, next we have Austria with the only song in this semifinal that is going to make it into the top 10. This is Taya and Selena, Who the Hell is Edgar? Song in English with some Latin, I guess. So, last year I railed against Norway's entry of Give the Wolf a Banana, whatever the fuck that shit was called. Um, and, like, I don't mind gimmick songs. I came hard. I came down hard in Norway because I think I, I put it best as this was a joke written by someone who does not respect you. <laughs> anyway, Austria has come in with the song Who Who the Hell is Edgar? Uh, with a chorus that goes Po, 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 Edgar Allen, Edgar Allen, po. And on first glance, it seems very much like a gimmick. It's a very catchy one, well put together. Um, but the first chorus, the first verse, sorry, ends with the line, what the heck is this about? And they are begging you to fucking actually listen to this song. And it's great. Um, the song becomes incredibly obvious about what it's about when it gets to the bridge. With lines like, 0.003, in two years time your dinner will be free. Gas station champagne is on me. Edgar can't pay rent for me. Uh, and then starts chanting 0.000.003. Well, I guess it pays to be funny. This is the I'm going to burn Spotify to the fucking ground song. <laughs> and I love it. This is this is Kiran's punk fucking upbringing. But any, any song that is about the music industry being fucking shit is just... Mm, mm. Fuck yes. Love this song. Probably in my personal top five. Um, it's between this and Finland, really, uh, at the moment for me. And I, just, I fucking... I love it. Obviously, if anyone else doesn't know, Edgar Allan Poe was, like, the epitome of the starving artist. He's, like, famous in the English canon of authors, but he, like, died when he was 40, probably killed himself, uh, and he had, like, no money. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I really quite like this. Uh, um... 
I love it. I love it. Uh, music video is a bit of fun. I love something that seems like a joke, but it actually has some meaning to it. Yeah. Mwah. Mwah. Perfect. Austria, you did it. The only good thing you've ever fucking done. Currently ninth favorite with the Buckies. Definitely going to qualify. Yeah. Next, we have Albania. So, this is Albania with Albina and Familia Kelmendi with the song Duye, a song in Albanian. Um, it's kind of boring. And they shat the bed live. Really bad. It's really fucking bad. Uh, it's not qualifying. Sorry, that's all there is to say. Anyway, next is Lithuania. Well, it ain't easy to love someone like me. So, this is Monica Linkite. Linkite? Oh my god. It's an E with a dot above it. I don't know what to do with that. Song's called Stay. It's mostly in English, apart from those like line you heard in the chorus. Which was like a, a later rework, actually, of translating something. There was like, it would actually be better if you sung this part in Lithuanian. Um, it's competent. It's well made. It's boring. She wears a weird bright like orange dress like mandarin orange dress it's weird i don't like it It doesn't work um probably gonna make it i don't want it to but you know alas don't think it will do well in the final but yeah and then last for semi-final two we have australia This is Voyager with the song Promise, spoken in English. Voyager is like a prog rock band that has been around for longer than I've been alive, I think. Um, with a lot of like rotating in and out members and stuff. Um, I can't really describe it, but everyone in this band looks really Australian to me. Can't really explain it more than that. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, this is possibly the last year Australia is going to be in the competition because they're the broadcaster that shows the channel or shows the competition in australia signed a contract to be in it for x number of years and this is the last year they might renew it they might not so who knows uh it's definitely going to make it in probably on the right hand side of the board in the final like not doing too well but it's going to make it in and then we get to the uh, um the songs that are automatically going through to the final which there are six this year um so the winner of last year is ukraine and then we have the big five, the countries that always make it into the final because they put in the most money. France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the UK. And um, yeah, I mean, without further ado, let's go into it. I think the only thing I want to say is it's a pretty strong year 
for the big five. Um, sometimes the big five are terrible <laughs> and they routinely come last, uh, mainly like whether it's the UK or Spain or Germany um, come last or very close to last because simply because um, they're not weeded out in the semifinals. They very rarely come last last in the overall competition in terms of total number of points scored. Um, that's usually something in the semifinals, but uh, uh, that gets weeded out. But yeah, there's also arguments to be made that like, you know, at the end of, on the end of Saturday night, you've seen every other song performed probably twice if you're a big Eurovision head, if you watch the semifinals, rather than, uh, um, you know, just sticking to the final. You've only heard France and Italy and Germany and Spain, the UK once, but I don't know how much I buy into that theory. Anyway, first we have France. This is Lazara with Evidemont, uh, um, which means obviously. A song in French. Um, it's very sexy. It makes me feel sexy. <laughs> it's very well put together. And the music video, if you just go watch the music video right now, if they do that as the staging for it on the live on the final, uh, um, it's 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 done. It's golden. Mwah, perfect. You don't need to change anything. Just do that. Just have her wiggle in a very like sleek black dress with the crazy hat and lots of little pin disco lights behind her. Perfect. Great. Change nothing. You've done it. Your country's falling apart because your fucking leader's an idiot, but you've done a good song. All right. Next, we have... Germany. So, this is Lord of the Lost with Blood and Glitter, sung in English. Personal opinion, it's fine. It's grown on me quite a bit, actually, over the over the couple of days. Uh, I first kind of, like, described it in my notes. My first reaction was, like, Ramstein by Committee. Um, and, and there's some truth to that. Um, so... There's some compl- I've I've heard some people complaining about this, and I've heard some people really liking it, and it's it's very much divided the audience here in Germany, um, which I find super interesting. the The criticism I've heard though that I find super kind of fascinating is that um, that we are the Germany is stealing like what Scandinavia does, and it's true. Like the the Scandinavians, like Finland particularly, was the first to like bring metal to Eurovision and win with it, and they've also got like some metal elements in their song this year. Um, but it's 
it's very funny they're complaining about this because for Germans who don't know, this is what we think of Germany. This is like, this is the international musical um, reputation of Germany. It's, it's Rammstein, doing Rammstein shit. Like it's, it, it's the kind of corny, uh, uh, um, melodic, symphonic metal. Uh, um, I don't think anyone that we would send to Eurovision would dare to do the kind of like pageantry trolling that like Ramstein does where they basically go on in like SS uniforms or whatever the fuck. But like, yeah, this is this is what you're known for, right? And I'm sure Germans will complain about that in the same way that like French people complain whenever France sends like chansons. Um, but that is, I'm sorry, this is your reputation musically and you need to lean into this more, I think. Um, this is very good. It's definitely the best thing Germany has made in a long time. Unfortunately, it's pretty high bar this year. Um, so it's not going to come last place, but there is a real possibility you're going to be on the right side of the board. Um, Germany has gone with a metal strategy. It, it, since Lordy, there has been the metal strategy of like, do a metal song, and if it's competent, if it's not shite, uh, which this isn't, you will not come last. And I think that's what Germany's main goal is this year. Just please don't come last. And it won't. So congrats. Unfortunately, the bar is really high this year, it seems. And we've also got some other pretty good metal en entries. Like like I just played for you there. Australia is coming in with some deep growls. Finland, which is a big fan favorite, has some chugging guitar in it. Um, so yeah, it's... That was another one. What was the other one? I'm... Um, my brain's becoming mush. Uh, uh, who was the other song that kind of had like metal elements to it? I've oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> I don't really, I can't remember. We got a lot of rock this year, I guess, as well. But yeah. Anyway, next we have Italy. <laughs> All right, I'm cutting it off there. Uh, this is because I'll explain. This is uh, Marco Mangoni with Due Vite, uh, um, sung in Italian, obviously. Uh, it's a bit competent. It's a bit boring to me, but I should mention right now that we've been told we're getting a rework of this. So for anyone who doesn't know, you basically have to submit your Eurovision song by a certain date as sheet music, um, as lyrics and sheet music. As long as that stays the same, you can kind of change up the instrumentation, you can change the tempo, the beat, whatever. As long as it's, you know, kind of like verifiable in a court of law that this is the same song. <laughs> kind of like happened to when last time Israel won when it was just turns out they just ripped off White Stripes' Seven Nation Army. How did they get away with that? But they didn't. They got sued by fucking Jack White. But, you know. <laughs> um, anyway. Um... As it currently stands, it's a bit boring to me. It'll do well. It's not top 10. Um, it's got the most Spotify listens, but so did Italy last year. And I think it's just that San Remo, the national selection contest that Italy does, which is also the inspiration for Eurovision uh, and predates Eurovision, is just really popular in Italy still. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's true, if there's like people who are diehard San Remo fans who just do not watch Eurovision. Hmm. Must be. Anyway, next we have Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
This is Blanca or Blanca, not entirely sure. Blanca was Polish entry. This is Blanca. Blanca Paloma uh, with Ea um, song in Spanish. They basically sent Andalusia <laughs> to, to, to Eurovision this year. Um, this is uh, a traditional flamenco. Uh, there's a type of flamenco song this is that I do not know the name of. Um, the song is a is about a mother singing to a daughter. Um, and backstory behind the singer: her mom was the one who got her into flamenco and started getting her to practice, but uh, died before she could ever see her perform. Uh, so it's a bit you know it's a bit hidden at the heartstrings. It's it's haunting. Uh, the song is very interesting. It's currently. Bucky's fifth favorite. It's in the top ten. Um, performance is probably going to be very good. I've seen the live performance done at the national selection in Spain the last this year and last year. I think the year before, uh, but no, I, no, actually, just these last two years, Spain has been taking their national selection process very seriously, and they've turned their national selection process into a show people actually like to watch. And some people I know from Spain disagree with me on that, uh, but you know, because uh, uh, I have friends and family in Spain. They, but the numbers are there. This this version of their national selection process has been more successful. And uh, uh, slow-mo also came out of this national selection process and that came like third last year. So yeah. Then we have Ukraine. Don't get what you say, yeah, yeah. Don't get how you feel. Get out of my way, yeah, yeah. Guess I got a This is Tvorchi with Heart of Steel, sp- sung in English and Ukrainian. Um, I like it. I, I kind of like it. This is this is close to something that I would probably listen to in my spare time. Um, I'm really, really not sure how it will do. So I want to say that currently Bucky's third place. Um, however, the reactions I've been seeing from like the hardcore fans, the, the fuckable wing of the audience, has been not great. Like, oh, you know, polite golf clap, respectable, well-done song but I'm not feeling it. That is kind of like the reaction I've been getting. And I'm I'm kind of curious how true that is, how that will hold up. I'm very interested to see how this will do. It's third of the bookies. I think there is an estimation that there is still going to be a lot of like Ukraine sympathy votes. Uh, um, but I don't know how true that is. That's kind of the impression I'm getting from the bookies, that they think that's still at play. Um, and it might be. I don't know. I really don't know. This will be very interesting to see. Um, but yeah, like I said, pretty good song. Very curious to see how it does. Don't know. Bookie's current third favorite. That's all I can really tell you. And next we have the UK. So 
So performing last on the night is going to be the UK. They've they've already basically decided the UK is going to perform last. And we've got May Muller with I Wrote a Song. Song in English, obviously. Um, I think it's all right. I think it's a bit of fun. I think it's a certified chair wiggler, you know, wiggling your seat a little bit to the song. But um, it's currently eighth favorite with the bookies. And my kind of pitch with the song is I, I think the UK has possibly found its niche for a very, very long time. So it, my assessment of the UK and the Eurovision as like viewing in a broad trajectory is they just really didn't know what to do. Um, they didn't really know what like traditional music in the UK is because I think you ask most English people what that is and they don't know what it is. I think Scottish and Northern Irish and Welsh people have a better conception of what their traditional music is, but English people, uh, not so much. And their modern pop hits have maybe, were never really Eurovision successful. They sent Blue one year, and I don't think that's very Eurovision appropriate. Um, all of like a recent successful British band that would be very Eurovision appropriate like of the big British bands of a long time because they, they've met a lot. It's Spice Girls. Um, but the Spice Girls were like a phenomena. Uh, uh, and they were kind of like, they made two albums. Like, <laughs> they made like, they, they, they just, they, they, Jerry Halliwell just like dipped the fuck out and now they're gone. So, and I mean, they would never send them, but still, um, something like that. But I do, and I think they've had like a bit of an identity crisis about how to deal with this. And, their attempts at modern pop that appeals to Europe have never really worked. Um, Sweden just outclasses them at that. Um, however, I do think they've now found their niche and they've kind of, because you kind of have to like discover what the rest of Europe thinks of you. And they figured it out. You need to make the soundtrack to a Love Island fan cam. And this is what this song is. You need to, you need to really turn up the fucking trashy, spiteful relationship drama in a fucking geordie accent let's go so yeah i mean not a huge fan of the song excited to see where they they go anyway that was my pre-game analysis of uh <laughs> all the songs uh i will be doing i'm going to be doing more episodes of mr only god knows uh, only mr god knows <laughs> sorry um they will be available on the patreon feed and the main feed i'm just going to be like unlocking them immediately um if you listen to our podcast on youtube that mightn't work for these <laughs> they might be taken down so just keep that in mind uh learn how to use a podcatcher and um yeah this is again all to say that we're doing the live stream 13th of may 8 p.m german time we are doing our own commentary of the eurovision like we have done for the last couple of years it's eurovision 2023 let's go and with that i will see you only when mr god knows ciao ciao